Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Crime Hour. Before I start today's case, I just want to say thank you to all of you that take the time to listen to my podcast and support me. I promise I'm working on getting better. I also want to say thank you to an old elementary school friend of mine that recommended today's case of The Black Widow. Remember when your parents told you not to trust strangers, especially those who seem too nice? I think deep down our parents were warning us about this. Melissa Ann Shepard was born on May 16, 1935, in New Brunswick, Canada. Not much is said about her upbringing, but I think it might have something to do with the crimes that she committed. Now, she lived in Prince Edward Island for more than 25 years. She then met her first husband, Russell Shepard, and got married in 1977. Not much was said about him or their marriage, but that she is the but that he is the only one out of all of her other husbands that were not a victim to her crimes. Melissa then met her second husband, Gordon Stewart, in 1989. He was 42, just came out of the army, so he was lonely and looking for companionship. She got married to him in Las Vegas while she was still married to Russell. She tells Gordon that she is a devoted Christian and tries to do everything she can to get his attention. Now, Gordon's siblings were not very supportive of this relationship as word got around about how Melissa had problems with the law. Now, a friend of the family who was working on the police force tells Gordon's sister to tell him, oh, stay away from Melissa, she's troubled. But Gordon didn't care about any of that. So they get married, they move to Charlottetown, and as time went by, Gordon starts to have money issues and a big drinking problem. He drank into the point where he would pass out, land himself in the hospital, or worse, jail. Doctors also found drugs in his system. Maybe this was just back in that time of like the 1930s, 1970s, whatever, you know, like back then. Um, But I want to know like what happened to her first husband? Like she was still married to him, but she was with Gordon. So it was like, so where did Russell go? And um, how did she just move away with Gordon? And like, I want to know why Russell never looked for her or like, Why didn't they just get a divorce if she was just going to marry somebody else? Spring of 1991, Melissa and Gordon moved to Halifax into an apartment thinking it would help their relationship get a fresh start. They were only there for a week when one Sunday morning, the couple decided to go on a drive and that was the last of Gordon. According to toxicology reports, there was a lethal dose in Gordon's system and he was almost comatose from the amount of drugs and alcohol but he was still able to attack melissa and in defense as he got out of the car melissa thought hey this is the perfect time to get away so she ran him over with their car um i'm sorry but like if you already had money problems and you know while you were with this person and like you were having drinking problems etc um, and they found drugs in your system. Um, 
I think that's a big red sign, like, you know, like, move, like, leave her, you know, like, I don't think moving away was going to solve their problem if, especially, like, to me, I find, like, really suspicious being, like, okay, you're already married, but you're not getting a divorce with your first husband, but you're gonna marry me anyways in Las Vegas because you were already married to your previous husband in Canada, and unless you get a divorce, I don't think you could marry somebody else. But to me, that's just really suspicious because it's like, why don't you just leave your first husband then? Why do you have to be married to both of us, you know? That's just me. That same day, hours later, she showed up at a mounted police detachment and reported that she's been raped and that she accidentally killed her rapist. The RCMP thought this was really suspicious as it didn't fit the crime scene. Like, why did your rapist have alcohol and drugs in his system? And why was it that, you know, she didn't look like a rape victim, you know? Like, she she wasn't, like, you know, like, in pain. She wasn't, like, crying. She just walked up to them and was like, hey, by the way, I was raped and I killed him. It's like, it's kind of weird. Like, a lot of people would report that and be like, hey, listen, I just got raped, da 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 and, like, I, like, I would go get myself checked if, you know, I was raped or attacked, you know? The police find her guilty, and she was charged with the murder. She was sentenced six years in prison, but she got out early on good behavior. This was when she divorced Russell. Also, how do you get out of... Like, how do you get released on good behavior when you got charged with murder? Like, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Maybe our laws were different back then. And, you know, Canada's really forgiving, but, like, still, that's really weird. Following her release, Melissa then put up this, I guess, act, and she toured the country giving speeches on battered women syndrome, which is when women show symptoms and signs of any type of abuse from their male partners. Um, she also talked about killing in self-defense, which I guess worked out. Like everybody, I guess, bought her story or whatever that she was raped and like she killed her rapist or something. Um, or it just didn't go into their heads like, wow, she was convicted of murder. But anyways, the Canadian government granted her money to help others with their situations of battered woman syndrome um again i find this really weird because it's like you were convicted of murder so like how is it that you're going around talking about the um battered woman syndrome when you committed the crime and you weren't even actually raped moving forward in 2000 melissa meets robert Fredrich, who was a successful engineer, and they get married, which makes him her third husband. At first, Robert's son, Dean, and his wife, Karen, were somewhat supportive about this. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, he found somebody, and Robert felt like he found happiness. But as time went on, they started to think Melissa was a gold digger. Turns out she was a grave digger. Not much is actually said about how he actually died. Um... But Robert left Melissa tens of thousands of dollars in assets, but his son made a criminal complaint against Melissa, saying that she probably dosed him with 
prescription drugs. Um, although she was actually never found guilty or charged with any of it, um, his son did win back $15,000 from it. Um, and it was also said that Melissa went on after only like lonely guys um, who was just seeking com- companionship, you know, like divorced or like they just wanted company and, you know, they just was like, oh, hey, th- this woman finds me attractive. Um, she seems nice. So why not? Let's just get married and do our thing. So what she would do would like they would she would gain their trust by you know like obviously like talking to them like making them think like oh she's totally trustworthy and then she gets access to their bank accounts and she starts using their money and um, then you know she'll agree to marry these people and somehow end up killing them. Which, by the time they're married, a lot of them have, like, sadly Robert, put all of his assets under her name so that she would have all this money to herself. Melissa then met Alex Stratego in 2005, who lived in Florida. He worked in the business industry, and he was married a couple times here and there in the past. They met through a dating site, and she was 69 years old at the time, while Alex was in his 70s. He had some health issues like diabetes, and he wasn't physically fit. Again, like Gordon, he was lonely and thought this was a great way to meet someone and start a new life. Okay, at this point, I'm surprised that, like, no, but, like, people around the world don't know who she is. If she was convicted of murder... And, you know, on all of that. And she was sent to prison. Like, she would have been on the news, right? Like, even though it happened in Canada, like, Canada's not too far off from Florida. And I feel like, you know, it would have been on world news. Like, hey, this person killed her husband. And, um, yeah, she made up this whole story about how, like, she was raped. And how she ran him over with the car. Etc. And especially if she was getting government grants for the battered woman syndrome, like, I feel like that really would have made the news and been like, wow, this lady, she came out of prison and, you know, this is what she's doing now. Change of heart. She's helping people going, who are going through, like, the same situation, try and find peace. So Melissa drives down there in her white Cadillac to meet Alex. They go have dinner, talk, and they get to know one another before he asks her where she would be staying while she was down in Florida. She replies, oh, I don't have a place to stay. So he offers that she stays with him. But he tells her, oh, I only have like a one bedroom. And she was fine with the idea of sleeping in the same bed. So he was like, okay, whatever, let's go. But then in the middle of the night, uh, Alex had to use the bathroom and he didn't feel great. So as he was going, like walking to the bathroom, his vision starts getting blurry and then he passes out on the, and hits the ground. His doctors say it was possible that, you know, a new girlfriend and all the excitement could play a big part of the t- deterioration in his health. 
due to having diabetes, like maybe, you know, like lost track of time. He wasn't like taking his meds. Um, and you know, he wasn't physically fit. Right. So like it, it was probably like too much for his body to handle with what they were doing. But Alex's son thought otherwise. He thought that it was really weird that his dad would just pass out on the floor suddenly. After being discharged from the hospital, Alex goes home, where he starts to feel sick again and collapse on the floor, hurting his head. And this happened about half a dozen times. Later in 2005, doctors found traces of tranquilizers in his system, but police couldn't prove that it was from Melissa. I'm sorry, if you were passing out randomly and landing yourself in the hospital so many times after meeting this woman... Like, okay, the first time would have been like, oh my god, like, maybe it was a health issue, but half a dozen times, like, I think after the second time, I'd be like, okay, I think there's a problem with her, not me. Like, I was totally fine before I met her, right? Like, I would have been like, okay, you need to leave now, or like, I would pack my stuff and leave, because, and like, just not go back to that house, because, like, clearly there was something wrong. There was a pattern, and... He didn't see that. I don't know how, but he didn't. So because the police couldn't prove that it was Melissa who gave um, the tranquilizers to Alex, instead they charged her with grand theft, forgery, and using forged documents. She pleaded guilty and was sentenced five years in prison in Florida. At this point, Melissa had a criminal record as long as someone's arm. 30 convictions for different kinds of fraud and four different names. This bitch crazy. Like, how do you even come up with that many, like, names and, like, keep tabs on them? And, like, for fraud, too. Like, how, like, that's, that's a lot. When she came out of prison in Florida, after serving five years, she returns to Canada and goes to live in Nova Scotia. There she meets Fred Weeks, who was 75 years old, and the couple gets married and goes to a bed and breakfast guest house three hours away. There she spikes his coffee with tranquilizers. The lady running the bed and breakfast remembers seeing Fred and saying he looked very green and very sick, while Melissa looked beautiful, stunning in her red suit, and didn't seem like she was sick at all. See, that's where it's a little suspicious, because it's like... How come the husband's so sick, but she's not sick, and they came together, right? And, like, if it's a bed and breakfast, they must have served them the same thing. And if nobody else in that bed and breakfast are sick, there must be something wrong. Like, I would have first, like, looked at the wife and been like, how come she dressed so nice while her husband's here, like, really, really sick? Like, pale, and, like, you can tell, like, he probably didn't sleep all night. That's just a little suspicious to me. In 2012, Melissa was charged with a, the attempted murder of Fred Weeks. After pleading guilty, she was sentenced to three and a half years. During the investigation, police found stockpiles of lorazepam and temazepam together with prescriptions from five other doctors and several sets of identity documents in different names. Okay, see, this is where, like, I don't think she should have been 
like let out of prison at all from from her second husband after she killed him like if you killed somebody i don't think you should even be out um but the fact that she got out on good behavior that's still insane to me second of all like the like the third husband and um alex they're there was like traces of drugs too in their system so it's like something's not adding up who isn't doing their job like why is it that the same woman who is with other men all have drugs in their system and all end up dying how is it that you don't see the pattern yet March 18th, 2016, Melissa was released in Turo, Nova Scotia on a number of strict conditions. Halifax Regional Police announced that she would be residing in Halifax and after assessment, she was found high risk to strike again. I'm sorry, does that not tell you anything? Does that not tell you, okay, we should not let her out. If she was assessed and she's high risk to strike again, meaning that she would kill again or drug somebody or commit another fraud crime or whatever the case may be like does not not tell you like okay no we can't release her she has to stay in prison like why are we giving this woman so many chances april 11th 2016 melissa was seen at the halifax central library accessing the the internet by a community response officer the officer also found a device capable of accessing the internet during the incident which were against her conditions she was charged with breaking the terms of her release okay if she can just go to the library and go on the computer use the internet and which she was restricted of clearly she shouldn't have been out because that just tells you like you can't even trust her to go to the library like, yeah, she didn't murder somebody, but, or drug somebody, or whatnot, but she wasn't even allowed to use the internet, but yet, she was going there, and she used the internet, and she was caught, so, like, you can't even trust her with little things. August 4th, 2016, her lawyer entered not guilty pleas for three counts of breaking the terms, including ban of internet, on her behalf. Although the trial was set for February 1st, 2017, the charges were late, were dropped before in December 22nd, 2016. Which I don't understand. Why are her charges dropped? She broke her, like, the term of her um, release. Like, the condition, I guess, like, kind of like house, house arrest kind of thing. Like, she broke the law of that right? Because you're supposed to listen to that or else wouldn't you wind up back in jail? Um, she murdered people. She drugged them. Um, you know, there was fraud. So why is this woman still out of prison? Um, yeah, like, so this is the case of the Black Widow. Um, But I mean, like, was she really a widow, though? Because, I mean, like, she didn't have to be. She chose to be. Like, she 
planned it out technically right because like she must have planned when she was going to kill them so she chose to be a widow for like what a year or two and then go on with the same crime be a widow again it's just a repeat so now she is in her 80s and I don't know I'm pretty sure she's out of prison and who knows she might strike again because clearly she is not afraid of law enforcement and she seems to think that she can get her way because she's been out of prison on good behavior um yeah it's just a really weird case to me that this even happened in Canada although it happened like early like really early in Canada um it's still crazy that it was dragged out this far into like 2016 and She's still nuts. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, Let me know if you have other recommendations. Sorry, this one was not too long. I couldn't really find a lot about Melissa and her upbringing and or what really got her to do all of this. But... In my opinion, I feel like it has to be something about her upbringing too because like what drives somebody that crazy to be like, okay, I'm going to marry you and then, oh yeah, I'm going to marry this other person while I'm still married to this person, not going to get a divorce. Oh yeah, we'll get a divorce when I go to jail and I'll just repeat the same crime. It's fine. It's fine, really. I won't stay in jail for that long if if I'm on good behavior. It's, It's okay. Like... Um, it's just really odd to me that our law is like that. But yeah, 